Greetings, sweet podcast listeners, and welcome to episode eight of the Chris Arnold Travel Podcast. My name is Chris Arnold. You may remember me from episodes one to seven of the Chris Arnold Travel Podcast. I apologize for leaving you all on a cliffhanger last week. It was very cruel. I bet it's all you've been able to think about. But the sleepless nights where you toss and turn in a cold sweat, wondering what exactly did I do in Delac can come to an end very shortly. But first, shout out to Lizzie Duffy for the review. She said, and I quote, The perfect listen for a Sunday hangover, educational and entertaining, with a voice to rival David Attenborough. Thanks, Lizzie. That's very kind. Maybe one day I'll become a much-loved national treasure who narrates the mating ritual of giant tortoises. While we all muse on that hefty thought, it's time for the podcast. This week, I find myself in Delat, Muine, and Ho Chi Minh City. Well, we arrived in Delat and checked into the Robin Hill Guesthouse, situated up in the hills overlooking the town. The place was run by an ex-Canadian TV producer called David. David was really helpful and told me all about the delights of Delat. However, while he was talking to me, his dog had rapidly developed an intensely sexual relationship with my leg. Come on, I thought to myself, at least take my leg out for coffee first. But as much as I tried to push him away, the more he tried it on, ferociously pounding my ankles. Um, That's the dog, by the way, not David, the ex-Canadian TV producer. But by the time David finished talking to me, I was completely exhausted and hadn't taken in any of the information. I said thanks anyway and went off to change my trousers. Delat was the highest we've been in Vietnam. That's altitude-wise, not illegal drugs-wise, by the way. I mean, I like an alcoholic beverage as much as the next man, but you won't find me smoking the herb on this trip. Oh no. Delat, sat at 1,500 metres above sea level, is heavily mountainous and ideal for canyoning, which is essentially abseiling with the added rush of having your body pummeled by waterfalls. We also had a tasty meal at a restaurant called Artist Alley, where the owner gave me a copy of George Orwell's Animal Farm for free. What a great guy. I'm yet to read this classic piece of literature, but I'm sure I'll enjoy it as I'm a massive fan of stories about talking animals, like 101 Dalmatians and Peppa Pig. From Delat, we headed down to the coastal town of Muine. We arrived on a Friday night and were ready to party with the rest of the backpacking community. Willing to prove we could still have it like our younger counterparts, myself and Francesco ordered a couple of drinks, then immediately got sleepy and retreated to a hostel room to watch the Disney Channel. Time of retreat? 20.30 hours. That's 8.30pm for the Brexiteers listening in. Wune is a quaint little place surrounded by unusual Sahara-esque sand dunes. While we were there, we played mini-golf and caught some blues musicians on the beach. of the lengthy Mune beach, we wandered along the coast one morning and I counted at least seven girls with their smartphones out, balancing coconuts with straws on their legs against the picturesque backdrop of the sea. After the perfect Instagram post, no doubt, I thought to myself, that's what this generation has come to, I guffawed, so wrapped up in their social media bubbles that they forget to experience life firsthand. As I walked on, feeling morally superior, I pondered on how best to promote my podcast on social media. Maybe LinkedIn was an avenue I could tap into. After Muine, we spent a few days in Saigon, renamed Ho Chi Minh City after the North Vietnamese Army won the war in 1975. There's plenty on offer in the nation's capital city. You can eat and drink your days away, or you can dive headfirst into a Vietnam War history lesson. Myself and Francesca dabbled in both, leaning more towards the latter with a trip to the War Remnants Museum and the fascinating Cú Chi Viet Cong tunnels. 
We were shown around said Viet Cong tunnels by a long-haired 65-year-old John Lennon fan called Jackie Nguyen. This one killed people. It had a bomb about 50 minutes away from me. All the while, a nearby shooting range could be overheard, which somewhat added to the experience. This is the shrapnel from the bomb. On our way back from the tunnels, Jackie took us to a cheap fruit store where we purchased some mangoes. The nice lady running the place cut them up for us using a knife fabricated from bomb shrapnel, which has to be the ultimate example of when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. When the US Army drops a ton of bombs on the land you live on, sharpen down the shrapnel and fabricate a knife ideal for slicing tropical fruit. Back in Ho Chi Minh City, we thought we'd unwind the rooftop bar after multiple folks recommended we do so. We stumbled across somewhere called the Chill Sky Bar and proceeded to the entrance. We quickly realised that the bar was way more posh than we originally thought. Everyone there was looking pretty dapper and we were wearing shorts and flip-flops. A dressed-up hostess came to the door to greet us. I'm sorry, sir, she said to me, but we don't allow people wearing flip-flops in the building. Ah, OK, no worries, I retorted, and we began to leave. It's not a problem, she called to us. We can lend you some shoes for the night. And that is one of the many reasons why Vietnam is such a great country. Thanks for listening to episode 8 of the Chris Arnold Travel Podcast, everyone. All music by Bison. Cheers to Jackie Nguyen for being a fantastic guide and also for buying me some beers. What a great guy. Next week is my final Vietnamese travel podcast. Take care for now, though, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.